0: On episode 418 of Nintendo Switchcraft, more Overwatch news. Ring Fit Adventure is the first to use the light. League of Legends on the Switch, those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Hey, this is The Rock of Podcasting Charles McFall from Breaking the Panel, the Giant Size You're listening to Nintendo Switchcraft with Run Jump Stomp. And welcome, Bill to being a member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. We're proud to have you. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Nintendo Switchcraft. It is brought to you live three days, er, four days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. I, can't keep track of what's going on anymore um you can tune in live over at twitch.tv slash run jump stomp uh this episode of switchcraft is made possible by patrons like todd h get switchcraft and my other content ad free for as little as a dollar by joining the patreon over at patreon.com slash run jump stomp and if you want to leave a voicemail like you heard at the beginning of the show. That's super easy to do. Head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash voicemail from any device, and I may even play it on the show. Just a reminder, we've got a giveaway going on. If you wanted details on that giveaway, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash giveaways or or slash giveaway, just not plural, uh, slash giveaway, and uh, follow the directions to enter for your chance at a $5 eShop gift card. Oh, my goodness. I thought I was done talking about Blizzard. I really did think that I was done talking about Blizzard, even though Overwatch came out this week, uh, yesterday, in fact. And um, I I have heard bad things about it, but I've also heard good things about it. And I'm going to tackle that in a little bit. But I want to talk about Blizzard's ridiculous, ridiculous move that is so ham-fisted and obvious that I just can't believe that they thought that it was a good idea, I mean, I don't I don't know, maybe it was a good idea. What am I talking about? What did they do? Well, you, if you don't know about the controversy about Hearthstone and Hong Kong, I'm not going to talk about it right now. Go back a few episodes and listen to that. Uh, but right now, suffice to stay, to say, there's a lot of people who are unhappy with the decisions that Blizzard is making as a company. And because of that, Blizzard has decided that they were going to cancel this um, this launch event that they had scheduled at the Nintendo New York um, store. Uh, by the way, I've been there. I went there this summer. My wife and I were in New York City on a, on a little uh, husband and wife vacation from the children. And uh, we stopped, because I'm still a child, we stopped at uh, the Nintendo New York store. It was kind of cool. I didn't really feel like I was missing anything if I had never gone there. But I've been there now and I can check it off the list. Uh, But Nintendo New York was going to host Blizzard uh, to have like basically an Overwatch launch event. It was scheduled to happen today. And Nintendo posted a couple days ago that they have decided to cancel it. They are not doing this. Now, this is clearly... Because they know that they've ticked a lot of people off and they don't want the bad publicity of a bunch of angry people, uh, you know, picketing, standing outside with their signs, uh, you know, saying free Hong Kong and stuff like that, uh, you know, yelling at Blizzard about their their poor decision-making process. And I can understand why they would think that that's a good idea. But it's so transparent that clearly it's it, like this is the only reason why you would cancel it is to avoid the negative attention that it's going to draw. And I think that I don't, I don't know how I feel about this. I think that if Blizzard were if they believed in their convictions, clearly they don't. If they believed in their convictions, I think that they would have had the event anyway and they probably would have addressed the 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 uh, inevitable crowd of angry gamers that would have showed up outside uh, the Nintendo store, um, they decided instead to just cancel it and hide. Uh, but they can't do that when it comes to BlizzCon. Like they've already taken buckets of cash from people for who bought tickets to BlizzCon, people who bought the digital tickets to BlizzCon. Um, they can't they can't just cancel BlizzCon. So, uh, you know, if you are angry about what Blizzard did, if it ticks you off, and if you, again, if you don't know, go back and listen to a couple episodes ago. Uh, but if it ticks you off, hold on to, and you, and you're gonna be at BlizzCon. Hold on to that anger. Hold on to that resentment. Hold on to that for just a little while longer, and respectfully. Show your disapproval when you get to BlizzCon. Let them know that you don't think it's cool what they're doing. If, however, you don't care, that's fine too. Everybody has their own things that they care about. I'm not going to BlizzCon. Of course, not because of this. Like the, the whole Hong Kong thing. It's not like I was going to go to BlizzCon anyway. Um. So, And I certainly wouldn't cancel my flight and cancel my hotel room and and cancel my... Because I would lose a bunch of money. I would still go, but I would voice my displeasure. Uh, You know, BlizzCon is famous for having this thing called Red Shirt Guy. It started when this guy in a red shirt stood up and asked uh, a bunch of questions at uh, BlizzCon... And like the guy just knew everything about whatever game that was that he was talking about. I'm guessing World of Warcraft, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, and the, like the next year he came back and he had the red shirt on and he was, you know, making that, that joke again, or not that joke again, but he was asking those questions and, and showing his knowledge, uh, a lot about the lore and, and everybody kind of glommed onto him and said, yeah, red shirt guy, um, and then, uh, it fast forward, there was another guy in a red shirt that asked another question. So like, there's been this thing, uh, about dudes in red shirts and, and it, that's not why I picked my, my, uh, my, my NES controller shirt that I happen to be wearing that happens to be red today. I just grabbed that one off the top of the dresser, but, um, they, they tend to have this, this thing for dudes in red shirts asking questions and everybody's like red shirt guy. Uh, I think that people should wear some some shirts that are red and say like "Free Hong Kong" or you know "Blizzard Be Better" or something like that. I like kind of like "Blizzard Be Better" just for the alliteration purposes. And no, I'm not selling shirts. Um, in order to I, like, I'm not selling Blizzard Be Better shirts or anything like that. I am not trying to profit off this. Um, it, but if anybody is out there. Making shirts, they should make those shirts, sell them to people, and then donate the proceeds to whatever charity supports uh, the people who are fighting for their their voice and free speech over in Hong Kong. Uh, anyway, I just I think that this is a really lame attempt by Blizzard to avoid uh, a confrontation, which is I think inevitable, and I feel like Blizzard thinks if they hold out for long enough that we're going to forget. And I really think that we should try as hard as we can not to forget. Anyway, uh, that's my thoughts on it. Uh, let's also talk about Nintendo and Blizzard because Overwatch was just launched on the Switch yesterday or the day before. I can't remember right now, but it was it was launched recently. And uh, at GetVent, uh, that's a funny name, uh, on Twitter has tweeted out this very interesting tweet that, and I can't confirm this because I did not call Nintendo and I certainly didn't record a call so that certain websites can say that I'm a liar, but um, I did not call Nintendo and find out if this is true. But um, at GeekVent on Twitter posted, good news, if you pre-ordered Overwatch on Switch, but you don't want to continue to support Blizzard, you can call Nintendo support and they can give you a refund. Just went through the process myself. They said they normally don't cancel digital pre-orders, but this is a unique case. Uh, they continue, though the refund was in eShop credit, and they wanted to make sure I hadn't canceled any pre-orders before, made sure to say this was a one-time thing, so you can't really abuse the system to constantly cancel pre-orders. I'm still happy that they were able to. All right, so... Uh, if if what Blizzard did ticks you off enough that you don't want to support them anymore, it looks like you can get your money back if you have not returned a pre-order before. I want to take this as an opportunity to discuss the fact that Nintendo doesn't like it for you to cancel a digital pre-order. That kind of ticks me off. I don't like that. I think that if I buy a game and as long as I cancel the purchase of that game before it comes out, I should be able to get my money back. In fact, as long as I cancel before playing that game, I should be able to get my money back. There are a lot of countries out there who have rules like this, and Nintendo is breaking those rules. Now, I don't know if in those countries, and we've talked about this on the show before, um, but I don't know if in those countries Nintendo has different rules. But It should be a global thing. It should be in every country that if you buy a game and then you change your mind and you haven't played it, you should be able to return that game and get your money back. Uh, Sometimes people spend money and then their situation changes and they're like, oh man, um, this game, which I was looking forward to, something about it uh, is not what I thought. And so I'm going to decide not to buy that game. And I will say that there is a little onus on the player to do research before you pre-order stuff and don't bother pre-ordering stuff if you don't need to. I usually have a 10, I, 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 will pre-order some stuff, but for most things I tend to buy it the day that it comes out and then download it. And yeah, that means that I don't get to, um, you know, play it as soon as it's available. But for me, that's not really a big deal. Most of the time, I don't have time to play the games for very long anyway. So I'll buy it and let it download while I'm doing something else. Um, But I think that it's really, really lame that Nintendo, in this day and age, still doesn't want you to be able to return the things that you've paid for. Uh, That is very, very anti-consumer. And I personally have a problem with it. And Nintendo... I think that you're doing things the wrong way by... I mean, look, what GetVent posted here, good news. If you pre-ordered, you can uh, call Nintendo support and get a refund. That should be something that you can do every single time. If you buy a game and you don't play it, you should be able to return it. That's just the way it should work. And it currently doesn't work that way. And I think that's lame. So uh, let me know what you guys think. If if you think that Nintendo... Um, should allow you to cancel a pre-order. I'm looking at uh chat right now. Steve H and H says, uh you should definitely be able to cancel a pre-order whenever you want, stuff comes up, man, and I completely agree. Um let's see. Anybody else? Uh oh no, Vaxer is repl- is, is talking about the um the Blizzcon thing. He says, "Go to Blizzcon and shake your head with disappointment and look at them." I get you. I'm I'm with you on that. All right. If you didn't know, this show uh, is a, an audio podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube and you want to listen to the show, you can check it out at uh, anchor.fm/slash NSC, or you can just go to runjumpstomp.com and go to shows and, and click there. Uh, but this is an audio podcast. And if you didn't know, if you're listening to the show, there's also a YouTube channel, Run Jump Stomp. Go to re- youtube.com/slash runjumpstomp and click the subscribe button, click the bell button, and then whatever video comes up, make sure you click that like button as too. it really helps us out and helps more people find out about us. Um, In a second, I'm going to talk about a feature that is on the Nintendo Switch that nobody has used until now. But first, let's hear from a sponsor. We'll be right back. All right, we are back, and this little button right here, the home button, for those of you who are listening, you're obviously, I'm just going to have to describe what I'm talking about here, but the home button, if you didn't know, it has a little light around it, and we've never seen it light up until now. Uh, Well, that's not true. Uh, We found out that it had a little light on it when somebody paired it with a PC, I think, and it lit up, and we were like, oh, that has a light. That has a little LED behind it so that it lights up, which is kind of cool. The The Wii U had a very similar thing, and whenever there was a, an update to a game or something or the Wii U wanted to get your attention for something, uh, that light would light up and you'd go over and you would hit that button. It would bring up whatever it was trying to tell you, and then you could hit the button and do the update or or check out whatever game that they were talking about. This is also something that happened on the uh, the Wii, The CD slot, which I always thought was really cool, Uh, if there was an update that they wanted you to to know about, the Wii would light up uh, the the CD slot or the the DVDs. I I don't think it was a DVD because Nintendo didn't pay for the DVD license for the Wii. The disc slot would light up and glow blue, which I always thought was really neat. Uh, So sure enough, this also lights up and glows blue, and no game has ever taken advantage of this until now. And the game that took advantage is Ring Fit Adventure. Ring Fit Adventure, this was found out by AK Family Home uh, on Twitter. They said, Ring Fit Adventure supports the Switch's new alarm function. Here's how it works when the system is in sleep mode. So if you didn't know, a few episodes ago, I probably told you about the fact that there is now an alarm function built into the settings on the Nintendo Switch. So you can go into the settings and set an alarm that it will go off at a certain time, which is kind of cool if you needed to be reminded of something. Uh, but when the switch is in, um, let me mute that. When the switch is in sleep mode, instead, what will happen is it will blink the, uh, the uh, home button blue until you go over and turn on your switch so that you can see what exactly is it that it's trying to get your attention for. And I just think that that's cool. Um... I anticipate that now that it's being used, I mean, God, why did it take two and a half years for Nintendo to get around to doing this? This is functionality that was on the Wii U from the start. It was on the the Wii uh, 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 like a decade ago or something, like a long time ago it was doing this on the Wii. Why is it that we've had this functionality all this time and it's never been utilized? I find that to be... Really, really weird, and I also find it really odd that Nintendo hasn't been using this to get our attention to say, "Hey, hey, there's a little blinky thing. Push the blinky thing, and then when you push it, it brings up. Oh, there's this cool game that you've got on your wish list on sale. Or hey, here's a brand new. You know, Luigi's Mansion is coming out. You can pre-order it now, and then you can't return it uh, after you pre-order it. Anyway, I just thought it was cool, and I wanted to share uh, that that's being used and, uh, maybe we'll see it used more in the future. Um, what do you guys think? Think that's going to happen? We'll see. Oh, and the pro controller has that as well. Um, this is very interesting. There is a, a Xenoblade dev, uh, who is at on Twitter at Soray, Sor, 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 Soraya Saga. And oh, sorry if I mispronounced that, Uh, they posted, by the way, uh, this is on Twitter again, they said, by the way, to avoid getting involved in speculation, I'm not going to retweet the direct announcement anymore. Enjoy them with an open mind and feel free to unfollow my account. Uh, So this means that (laughs) I find this to be really funny. And the reason why I find it so funny is because every time um, a third-party dev or a second party, like um, like the, the, the company that makes um, Xenoblade, which uh, Monolith Soft. You know, anytime that these companies that make games for the Nintendo Switch or for other things, anytime they retweet the announcement of a Nintendo Direct, people are like, oh my god, does that mean that they're going to be announcing something on that Direct? Not necessarily. I mean, look... They're trying to be involved in the conversation. They want to be part of that conversation. It doesn't mean that that they know something that we don't. It doesn't mean that they are bringing games to the platform that we don't know about. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. But it seems like so many times uh, a dev has said, look, uh, I'm going to retweet this. And then as soon as they do, everybody assumes that they're going to be working on something. And because people assume that, they then get angry when it turns out that they were wrong. And then because the internet is full of just angry idiots, and I'm sorry, if you're one of those angry idiots, that's you. All right. Uh, But because the internet is full of angry idiots, they they get mad at the people who retweeted it, and they're like, "Why did you, uh, why did you do that? Why why are you uh, pulling our leg? Why are you uh, misleading us?" And they like these people didn't mislead you. You made an assumption, and your assumption was wrong. That doesn't justify you being mad at them. This happens all the time with Nintendo and other gaming companies where people assume one thing. And then when it's not what they assume, they get angry. I'm going to give you the most recent example. And this is not necessarily Nintendo related. uh, But the most recent example, I would say, is uh, Stadia, Google Stadia. All of the tech websites, before Stadia was actually announced, they knew that Google was working on some kind of video game streaming thing. And all of the tech websites just assumed that that meant that it was like Netflix. So they kept saying Stadia is the Netflix of games. And then all of the gamers who read the tech websites, they were like, oh, okay, I understand what Stadia is. Stadia is, I pay a subscription, I have access to their library. But Google never said that. They never said that. And then when they did come out and say what Google Stadia was, everybody was like, wait a second, it's not the Netflix of games. How dare you mislead us? but Google never said that. It was just people assuming things. Here's a a Nintendo-related example. Do you remember when Nintendo Labo first came out or was first announced? Nintendo Labo was announced. um, Well, Nintendo said, hey, everybody, we're going to do a video tomorrow that's not for like the average gamer or something like that. It's not for you guys. It's for other people. And everybody was speculating about what does this mean? What are they going to talk about in this in this Nintendo Direct? And then they showed this weird ad where they had all of this cardboard being folded. And people were like, what the hell is this? And they were mad at Nintendo for not doing the things that they assumed that they were going to be doing. So I completely understand why Soraya Saga is uh, saying, oh, I think I got the name that right right that time. Uh, I completely understand why they're like, look, I'm done. I'm not retweeting the, 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 the Nintendo Direct because I don't want people to get mad at me when they assume something that is not necessarily true. And I can understand that. I think it makes a lot of sense. All right. Uh, I reached out to um, uh, Zen Studios, and uh, I have I have requested a review copy of the Universal Monsters Pack, uh, which is very exciting because I am a fan of their pinball games. They make Pinball FX3, and I requested a a, a review copy uh, of this DLC. Uh, these things are so cool, and I, I want I'm going to make a YouTube video if I get a review copy of it. Um, they're just, uh, Pinball FX for, FX3 is a fantastic pinball game that you should check out. It's free, and they keep having more DLC. I think that this looks fantastic, and I can't wait to try it out myself. Hopefully, they send me the uh, the code for it, but I just think it looks really cool. And what is it? It is a uh, Black Lagoon and Monster Bash themed pinball for Halloween time, which is very cool. It comes out on October 29th, and hopefully I will be able to check it out and talk to you about it here on the show and over on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash run jump stomp. Before we wrap up the show, excuse me, before we wrap up the show, I've got one last thing that I want to let you know about. This comes to us via Nintendo Life, and that is that there are multiple job listings on Riot Games' websites referring to to the Nintendo Switch. All right, so we're looking at, uh, it says here, experience shipping cross-platform console games. Uh, A software architect architect job for Riot's platform group says experience and understanding with two or more of the following platforms, Microsoft, Windows, Desktop, iOS, Android, Xbox One, PS4, Nintendo Switch. Um, And then there's another uh, position that says, Again, experience with all of those things. Again, so uh, it looks like we are uh, like League of Legends is a very, very popular uh, MOBA, and they have said that they are working on bringing that game to consoles, uh, which I think is really cool. I have not played this game, but I know how popular it is, and having this come to consoles is a very big deal. It's going to really increase the number of people that can that that are playing this game. So they're bringing this game to both mobile and console. And it looks like they're looking for people who know how to develop on these platforms to bring this game along. I, I hope this is not my MOBA of choice. My personal, for me, my MOBA of choice is Heroes of the Storm. And uh, that's, again, by Blizzard, who I'm currently mad at right now. But I would love it if Heroes of the Storm came to the Nintendo Switch, I would be playing that game again in a heartbeat. I can't really play it on the PC anymore. It just really hurts my elbow too much because I broke my elbow a few years back. And playing uh, playing these games, which require a lot of button spamming uh, in a position that is very uncomfortable for my arm, uh, just does not work for me. But it looks like Legion Le- League of Legends is coming to the Nintendo Switch and uh, if you are excited for MOBA-style games, then there you go. I still would really like to see Nintendo um, tackle the, mobile, the MOBA genre. I would like to see a Smash game that is not a fighting game, that is actually a MOBA. And if you don't know what a MOBA is, it is typically a five versus five uh, online battle. Five, five people against five other people. And you are battling in this uh, area to control towers and uh, defend your area against the enemy while simply similarly trying to attack their area. Tankazord is letting me know what MOBA stands for. I already knew, but I was about to say it. But thank you, Tankazord. Uh, MOBA stands for Multiplayer Online Battle Arena. And it is a genre that kind of started out as a mod for... Warcraft 3 War, Warcraft 3 is a real-time strategy game from Blizzard again a lot of blizzard stuff in this episode uh, but it's an RTS from Blizzard and they mo- they mo- somebody modded it to make this MoBA and they called it defense of the ancients which then uh the people who did that got bought by valve like that company who, who made that that mod got bought by valve and valve made dota 2 while riot games, made League of Legends, and then Blizzard turned around and made Heroes of the Storm, and some other company whose name I can't remember, hi Res Studios, ended up making Smite. So we've got all of these MOBAs, and um, it's a really fun genre to play, especially if you've got four other people to play with. It's incredibly addictive and really, really fun. My one problem is that most of the matches tend to take too long, and Heroes of the Storm, those matches tend to go a lot faster. So anyway, that is it for the show today. If you want to become a part of the community, you can do that over at runjumpstomp.com discord. There's like 600 people over there. Get over there and join in a fun conversation with other awesome people like you. Again, runjumpstomp.com discord. This show is part of the Giant-Sized Team-Up Network. For more information to check out the other Giant-Sized Shows, head on over to gstu.net. And if you are looking for ways to support the show, go to runjumpstomp.com thank you. Before we exit, I did get an email today. Somebody saying, hey, Bill, you mentioned before that you have an Amazon affiliate link. How do you use that? And, I, and so I, I did reply to them, but I figured maybe somebody else is curious as well. If you go to my website, which I'll bring up on the screen if you're watching on YouTube, if you go to my website and you go to the thank you link up near the top, And you scroll down, there is a link that will take you to amazon.com. And if you use that link and you buy stuff using that link, it directly supports the show. One way that I recommend that people support the show is if you prefer to buy your games digitally, buy eShop gift cards with that Amazon link from Amazon, the code will come to you like instantaneously, and then you can use that code to buy whatever game you want. And if you want to get games not digitally, if you want physical copies, you can buy those on Amazon too, and that directly supports the show. And if you're curious, how do I use this, the, this to support the show, the money that I get from Amazon for you using this, and it doesn't cost you anything extra, directly goes into buying gift cards for the, the, the giveaways. So depending on how many people are using it is how often I can do the giveaways for uh, the show. But anyway, thank you all for listening and hanging out with me. You're all awesome. I will see you next time. Until then, oh gosh, I almost forgot to say, uh, the music that's playing right now is Corneria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. Big thanks to them for letting me use their music. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.